Weekend Breakfast with Refilm Pakanyane on 702 for the curious. And Anna Trapido is an author. She is an anthropologist, a chef, a writer, and a good, good friend of Weekend Breakfast, bringing all the yumminess every Saturday morning. Hi, Anna. Hello. So Heritage Day has come and gone, but you have got three superb South African cookbooks that uh, you say will help or keep the feeling alive. Yes, but, um, you know, A, I think it was just, uh, you know, Heritage Day was a, a little kind of beacon of light in an otherwise quite dark time. And you know, also, the more that I think about it, you know, that if we are to rebuild the South African tourism industry, mm-hmm. uh, we have to this time engage with the fact that food is central to, you know, all the societies that have really successful tourism industries based that on food. Yes. And we've sort of tried to base it on lions, you know, and you know, that actually people like to eat much more than they like to see a lion. So this time around, we have to do uh, South African food and South African food heritage as a serious draw card. Yeah, absolutely, and that's quite that's quite an interesting um, uh, that's quite an interesting point that you bring up. Food tourism being huge. I mean, if you think of the bulk of the documentaries, right, that we look yeah. at um, on, on the streaming services as well, much of the stuff that we're watching is um, you know the way people in different countries, different restaurants eat, and the, the delicacies in those areas. I mean, we hang on to every word when it comes to those. Absolutely. And a whole lot of other industries are, you know, only viable in relation to it. So, for instance, the way that South African wine has tried to market itself without being having a recognizable South African cuisine attached to it, that Italians sell so much bad wine. Of course, they make good wine as well, but they sell a lot of very <laughs> average wine uh-huh. on the basis that it tastes nice with pizza. You know, that, that you... That, we really need to say food heritage is not only central to our sense of self mm. and a kind of more abstract sense of value, but that there is real financial value. And right now, that is what we need. We yeah. need to rebuild this economy and food can be central to that. Yeah, that's a really that's a really interesting um, basis point or basis of a, of a conversation. I like that. Take us through to the first book, Indiza Foods, a South African Indigenous Foods, written by whom? What's it about? Well, I think this is a fantastic book, and it's a very you know underrated and underexplored book. In that it, it's subtitled, so it's Indiza Foods produced this book. It's called South African Indigenous Foods. That's the title, okay. and it doesn't have an author in a kind of classic sense because what it is is it's a collection of recipes of indigenous foods from women all around South Africa, and it really is both regionally and ethnically very diverse. But it was partially funded by the Department of Science and Technology and partly by the CSIR. Mm-hmm. And it's explicitly part of a project that aims to promote and commercialize indigenous ingredients. So it's, it's a poverty alleviation and empowerment uh, project in a very kind of clear way. Okay. Um, the recipes are... It's impossible to think of of a more kind of authentic um, rural South African cookbook, that there's absolutely no 
uh, sort of through the urban messing with things that there's absolutely no sense that people might have um, you know, different, you know, some, you know, rural people are often money poor but time rich, so mm-hmm. they can afford to spend hours and hours cooking things. Um, so there's no sense of sort of urban lifestyle that, that things do just take long and, you know, the ingredients are completely authentic. But it is the most magnificent document and I use it all the time, you know, mm-hmm. that when I'm thinking, do that. You know, this is really how, you know, ancestral cooking happened. That it's also got a magnificent glossary of ingredients. So yeah. if you want to know for all the various South African languages, you know, from Afrikaans through to Chibenda and a whole lot of others, um, you know, what is the name for that particular wild herb, that particular fruit, what how is that, you know, what what we call that insect in various languages. Sure. You know, I use the glossary all the time. I'm thinking, okay, I know what Tete is in Setswana, but what is it in a range of other languages? Then yeah. I go to the book. And that caught my eye, the fact that, you know, the glossary that you use, but it's you, it's also got a section on food-related proverbs as well. What a fantastic way to learn uh, new languages or more languages and just like broaden your uh, grasp of or whatever little, you know, uh, uh, vendor you might have, for instance. They're a lovely way, the proverbs, to kind of get into the way people think. That, for instance, there's one of the petty proverbs that I love. It says, it says, one does not pick twigs out of the morocco. And what it means is, if somebody who's not very good at something is trying to help you, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't sort of, like, um, point out all their failings. You know, recognize that it's not perfect, but this is a person who's still learning and they're trying to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> there's... An endless, lovely proverb. It's, it's a great book. My only criticism of this book, which, as I say, I love, I use all the time, is they the photographs are not good. Yes. Um, and I think in a lot of cases, they actually do the book a disservice because, you know, that a good photograph can draw people in. And I know from making these recipes that these recipes both taste and look delicious. Yeah. And that doesn't come across from the photographs. So, you know... The text is magnificent. I think uh, this is now the second edition, but if there is a third edition, I would suggest that people, that they get a better food stylist and a better food photographer on it. But if you want to buy this book, and I would highly recommend it, the easiest way to do that is to go to the Indiza Tea website. So that's www.indiza Tea, which is I-M-D-I-Z-A-T-E-A. Dot com. So www.indizat.com. It's 350 rand and you can order it online. And you'll see when you go to Indiza at this website that they do all sorts of other things, interesting things with indigenous they food. Do. So, yeah. for instance, they make magnificent teas that are both kind of healthy but also soothing and delicious. And, you know, in general, Indiza are a very interesting organization and um, the book is, I think it's magnificent. Yeah. And I mean, I guess to that point, I think we kind of, we did have a bit of this conversation regarding community cookbooks and uh, almanacs that we spoke about, I think about a month ago. And it is that abiding sort of, um, that niggling thing that, oh my goodness, could we, could they possibly invest in photography just a little bit more? Because ultimately when we're looking at cookbooks, we also do want to consume the recipe with our eyes before we actually make it, right? 
And I think that, you know, in this day and age, people are much less tolerant that they regard cookbooks as a form of pornography. Quite often they're not, you know, very few people actually have sex with Pamela Anderson, but quite a lot of people look at pictures of of (laughs) Pamela Anderson naked. But the same is true with cookbooks, that a lot of people who buy cookbooks are only buying it for the pictures and for the the kind of... um, vicarious experience that mm. they may never make those recipes but they're using it as a form of food travel for instance yep. um, and I think that this book um, which is a magnificent way of traveling into both in time and space because you get a sense of the past as well as a sense of the kind of terroir and geography of South Africa um, that I think that the, the, the pictures don't do you the recipes justice but it is absolutely worth overlooking that that mm. um and Giza Foods is a that it's a seriously good South African cookbook, and I use it all the time. Yeah, that three fifty is a lovely it. price point. All right, the second book is uh, Kanya Mzongwana's book. Um, ooh, yeah, tell me about that. <laughs> and I see you're also not mentioning the title, but Kanya. You have you have to remix it, and uh, I guess it's called Ish is Real. Let's heal, eating in the meantime. Yes. <laughs> I, I spoke to your producer beforehand and I asked if I was allowed to say the first word in the title. And he says maybe not because people are quite sensitive so early in the morning. Sure. So it is called S-H-S-T-E-S, Thrill, Let's Heal, Eating in the Meantime. So Kanyam Zongwana, she's a food writer, she's a chef, she's a stylist. A fantastic person. She comes from the Eastern Cape, but she works all over South Africa. And, you know, the cookbook, I mentioned the Eastern Cape thing because she is, her food is quite Eastern Capey in a, in a very funky modern sort of way. She mm-hmm. is quite a, a daughter of her original soil. Um, that she is, I mean, she's so fantastic. She, she makes you feel, she, inspired and um, you, you wish to be cooler but she's absolutely never intimidating but she's the coolest girl I know she's talented, inspirational profound yet funny her food is always magnificent and as with lots of people who are just super talented she's absolutely maddeningly full of self-doubt that um, she has a, a long history of mental illness and depression um, and she says that she has always used food as a way of finding pleasure in dark moments and, you know, as a sort of source of of both comfort and support. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, you just think, how could somebody so magnificent be so full of self-doubt? But she is. And what she has done is she, during lockdown, she has compiled an anthology of recipes um, that she found supportive in tough times. Mm. and it's just, it's the most magnificent book. It's sort of, it's got a nicely personal tone, but, you know, the recipes are, you know, she's very modern, that she's the exact opposite of the Indiza food people in that she could not be more of the moment urban. You know, she's amazingly cool and hip. But, mm-hmm. um, and, and her style, I mean, she is primarily a food stylist and her book is absolutely beautiful. Okay, fantastic. Um, but she's also, you know, these recipes, she's conscious of people's financial limitations. So almost everything is like what you could. And it was written in the middle of lockdown. So people weren't going out. It's what you can find in your cupboard at a relatively low price. <laughs> that, um, this book doesn't exist as a paper book. It only exists 
as a kind of um, virtual creation that what you do is you email her and I'll give you all the details um, and then she and you send her 250 rand and then she emails you back this book but it is so beautiful when you get it that you really wish that there was a paper copy because you know good quality paper would really kind of enhance this experience but damn fine book um, you can't get it in a bookshop, so you're going to have to go. Her company is called Undignified. So okay. you go to undignifiedco at gmail.com. Undignifiedcompany@gmail.com. All right. Yes. And you, you send her 250 rand. She'll send you her um, banking details, and you send her 250 rand, and she sends you back this lovely book. And, I mean, she's so funny and clever that, for instance, there's a recipe in this book that when I asked other people from Port Elizabeth, she comes from PE, sure. they said, oh, God, yeah, I know that. But it's, it's, there's a thing called Hong Kong chicken. I have now, to say, never heard of it. Okay. <laughs> Nobody um, from Hong Kong has ever recognized this thing, that Hong Kong chicken is an entirely Port Elizabeth creation. So it's a kind of Sino-Eastern cake fusion creation. Completely delicious. I made it, but it's a sort of honey, ginger, garlic, often Coca-Cola. Uh, it's like the sort of new Brighton interpretation of what... Um, from Hong Kong might be. And essentially, um, it's a kind of chicken, a kind of sweet, sour, spicy, um, it's like crazy Port Elizabeth fusion food thing. Um, and so delicious. I mean, yeah, that, that nobody's going to get thin on Hong Kong chicken, but uh, that's not really its point. It is magnificent. So the book is stylish, delicious, madly idiosyncratic, very sort of um, honest and I, I, I thought fantastic book. So 250 Rand, um, it's called um, That Word's Real, Let's Heal. Yeah. Um, so you email Kanya, undignifiedco at uh, gmail.com, send her 250 Rand and she'll send you this yeah. really charming modern South African cookbook. Fantastic. And I don't know if we can do this in a split second, but uh, Linky Vessels has written a book uh, called, is it Gira, if I'm pronouncing that properly? It's called Gira. Mm-hmm. Um, and full disclosure, I wrote the forward to this book. I've always thought that Linky was a very, very exciting chef. That, um, so she is an Afrikaans chef um, who, and her food really does reflect her ancestry. Mm-hmm. But it does it in a way that's both idiosyncratic and unique and hugely, you know, she, she's very international as, ve- as well as very rooted in her space. But um, because she's a painter, she, you know, she's using food as a way of exploring identity in a way that feels very artistic, you know, that, that it's a much, it's much more than just a food book. But it, as a food book, she's seriously delicious. But, mm. um you know, everything in it is wonderful, but for instance, I particularly love, she's got a sweet and sour tamarind marinated lamb ribs recipe that she makes, crumble puck with butterfried sage and pine nuts, that there are pampoon mm. cookies with rum and, and honey yogurt. It's, so it's, it's both very Afrikaans and also very kind of... Um, Anywhere wonderful. That yeah. it, so here, that um, it's in all the bookshops. That you can also, it's, it's by Annika Muller Publishing. Um, so you can just, if you if you Google www.annikamuller, you, you can order it online. But um, yeah, could not be a more, and again, beautiful, beautiful. You know, that, that Linky was an artist before she was a chef. Um, and, and it absolutely shows in the pictures. 
beautiful stuff thank you so much Anna I really appreciate that heads up and uh, you can take a look at it it's called Gira G-E-U-R-E and of course if you do want to eat her food she does have a restaurant in Cullinan uh, which does set menus between 3.50 and 4.50 per person that's Linky Vessels the author of that book Anna Trapito we'll catch up next week keep well until then much much appreciated it's 7.50 on weekend breakfast